You're listening to The Dirt on Dating with your host, Noah Scott. Whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship, we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world. Welcome to this episode of The Dirt on Dating Show. I'm Noah Scott, and today we have a very exciting guest on the show. Please welcome Lily. So Lily has been active in the BDSM community online and in person for three to four years, and she's been exploring polyamory for about two years. I'm really excited to dive in and, and, and figure all that. Welcome to the show, Lily. How are you? Hi. So for our wonderful listeners out there that don't have the pleasure of knowing you, give a little background on just who you are as a person and, and how you got into where you... Well, we can start with just that as a person, and then we'll go into how you got into kink later. Yeah, I'm just a normal, awkward human <laughs> to even visit most friends. I have to travel an hour to two hours. So it's not like I live in the middle of nowhere. There's a Walmart down the street and there's things around. It's just, I don't know, to get to people that I actually want to connect with, you have to travel. And I've always been in, in like in high school and stuff. Like I had friends. It was just kind of, I didn't fit into any one crowd really. What do you think was the starting point for you? What, how did that begin? And, and what was your first experience? Like share us a story of like your first experience getting into BDSM and getting into the just alternative lifestyles. Oh, yeah. I'm um, a bit embarrassed to say the least, but it was a stepping stone. So I'm going to start there. I read the oh so shameful series of Fifty Shades of Grey. And uh, I very quickly was like, there's some interest here, but also this doesn't quite seem right. (laughs) I need to do further research. And I had a conversation with my partner at the time, which is still my partner now. And he's my primary partner and I live with him. But I had a conversation with him about the books and he read the first one. didn't quite go further. I think he quite off of the first one where I was at after reading like the three, but I just kept going because it was, it caught my attention and it's not often that books do that. (laughs) But yeah, so he was just like, yeah, I agree. Like this seems intriguing, but also not all factual. Like you should do research and see what you're interested in and what you're not interested in. And from there, I, that was when Tumblr wasn't banned from doing things. And there was a lot more people on Tumblr and posting their kink journeys and just blog stories of like different scenes or connections they had in kink and or poly, monogamous, whichever. Like I followed definitely both ends of the relationship spectrum because nonetheless, like I was interested mm. in just learning it as a whole. Yeah, it's um, interesting. So your partner was very supportive as you, you started dabbling through reading Shades of Grey, Fifty Shades of Grey, and you're like, wow, this looks <laughs> exciting. And so as talking to your partner, mm-hmm. he was supportive and said, let's research a little bit more, see what you want to try. Now, were you experimenting with your partner along the way or was this all... Yes. Was this all in fantasy land up to this point? In the beginning, like straight from the get-go, we did like small things like hair pulling and uh, like limited choking and stuff. And that had always been an interest. And I at this point think they're like baby steps to kink. They're very fun. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like it tends to be things that you are interested in before you really dive into and learn about the BDSM world. And Um, so what is it? What is really the like... The, the 
because if you look at it as like a gateway drug or something, right? Like, like hair pulling and stuff like that are the, the beginning stages or the, the trial version of your BDSM experience. What is the real rush that you find when you do explore BDSM? What does that give you? Is it sense of freedom, exhilaration? Paint me through like that high or just the, the experience that you go through as you experience BDSM. It can certainly end up being both. And ultimately, I started my journey as a bottom and a submissive. And like through time, I've become a little bit silly, like depending on who I'm interacting with. But I'd say it really depends on what kind of scene you're doing, because some can just be like totally platonic. And I think that's something that gets misconstrued a lot. And BDSM is people are like, oh, it's kink, like having sex and doing all this thing. But like a lot of the people that I play with and stuff are like platonic connections unless I am like romantically connected with them. But that's just me. I'm also demisexual. So I don't want to do those other things with people per se. And like everyone does their kink and poly differently. So there's not like a one cookie cutter way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're, we're talking a little bit, maybe can you walk me through a story of a time that you really experienced? Maybe it was just a magical session and, and what you found to be like your favorite style of kink. I'd say, I think ultimately something that a lot of my kinks have in common is like power exchange. And I really connecting on an emotional and deep level with my partner, play partner, what have you whether it be a top or a bottom, like I just like to feel their emotions and let go, but also like dive in. Like you're letting go of your outside world, but you're diving into each other and expressing like this, I don't know, it's really hard to explain, but like in my head, it makes sense. And yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it, it almost sounds like there's this, the, the trust is a big part of it. Absolutely. It's like a trust fall. Like you mm-hmm. do those in school growing up and ultimately kink is a lot like that like you're putting trust in to your partner you're trusting that your bottom's going to communicate to you and you're trusting that your top's gonna listen to your communication mm. and that's a big thing so that's very much like a trust fall like yeah, a lot I'm, of things in kink are risky but yeah without trust <laughs> yeah you can't you need to know where the limits are and to be able to safely go to those limits and know that hitting those limits is going to be fine and knowing that you trust your partner not to go over those limits. So can I ask you a question about this top and this bottom thing? Because this is the first time I'm hearing it in terms of BDSM. Like I'm familiar with with, you say top and bottom in the gay community or the gay male community, whoever's giving, is is that the same thing? Like it's just top. Okay. So it's just whoever's the one that's the, the dominant role is the top. Or is it always related yes. to anal sex? No, it's not at all. Always, it's, sex has nothing to do with it, really. When I refer to top or bottom, I more mean like the dominant or submissive role. But like people don't always like to go by those terms. And dom might be like considered a more masculine role. Or me might be considered a more feminine role. And there's like also non-binary people in our community. So I just like to say top and bottom because it's like exclusive and or inclusive and includes everybody. Yeah. And it, and it's uh, it, it's easy to understand. Wrap your head around it. Cool. Yeah. Once you get the clarification and the context. All right. So I, I would like yes. to talk a little bit about your dynamic with your partner, because it's very interesting when we're speaking about trust. He's been you, he's been with you through this journey as you've been exploring all yes. this stuff. And, and we talked about polyamory as well. So 
How did you get into adding other lovers to the mix? And just what was the background there? Like, how did that transition happen? Yeah, so ultimately, I ended up coming out to him as by curious at the time, because I hadn't really ever been with a girl. But I came out to him as by curious. And just like the kink thing, like he was supportive of it. But then also through finding kink, I also found polyamorous couples and started to learn about that kind of on my own. And then when he was supportive of it, I was, oh, there's this thing. And I brought it up to him and we didn't dive right into it. We probably spent six months, eight months to a year just watching videos and reading about it, following people's journeys. Like he started getting into Tumblr and following people's blogs as well. And like we found a couple YouTubers that we really liked. One is called Open Lifestyle. That was one page we watched. And then another is, I'm probably going to butcher her name, but it's like J, I'm going to spell it. (laughs) Okay. Wild wild names there. Okay. And then, so it was an exploration together. I think you you realized that you wanted more. He was supportive. And, And now I think the big question is, how do you guys deal with jealousy? Does he also have other lovers? Do And then how do you handle jealousy? And how do you guys have the communication situated? Yeah, ultimately, our polyamorous relationship, like an exploration started on my end with women. And it was limited to that initially. And I like, didn't have any interest in having other partners. And as we got more comfortable with kink and poly, and I had some experiences dating girls, we opened up to the idea that like, we didn't have, we didn't have to have the limitations of genders and what have you. And I also wanted him to explore. And so from there, there's definitely been good and bad connections on my end. He hasn't totally dove into things much on his end. He's gone on a couple dates with girls and he actually connects with my current partner's partner. So we have an interconnected, not totally connected, but friendly connected square. A nice a <laughs> square. Is, okay. So it's not quite a yeah. monocle. It's a square of some kind. Very cool. Very <laughs> yeah. Cool. I won't even say square because it definitely expands beyond that. Like they have other connections and what have you. But as far as my primary and I go, I have him and one other partner. And he currently, if you're talking titles wise, has me but he's like exploring things. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it sounds, it's very, but you're, you have a strong connection between the two of you. And if it sounds like you, you talk about everything for the most part. Absolutely. Okay. So like before he goes on a date, he'll bring it up and say, Hey, this is who I'm going to go on a date with. And you do the same thing. And, and it's just something that you guys do as a unit. Absolutely. Like we found a first person that I ended up dating. We had like parallel poly relationship, which means like, it's me and her and her boyfriend and me and my boyfriend. And none of these lines interconnect. It's parallel. Right. Very quickly learned that that doesn't work for me. And the poly dynamic that we've discovered through trial and error is kitchen table polyamory. So it's exactly how it sounds. Like you want to be able to have a gathering and have dinner at a kitchen table with you and your partners and your partner's partners. And it not be like on edge, tense. No drama, no secrets. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I would love to keep going deeper, but I I think we're short on time here. So I gotta, I gotta Mm -hmm. just end on that note. So I guess if we can say one thing as closing words, 
what would you recommend for someone who's just getting started into either polyamory or BDSM? Pump the brakes. <laughs> it tends to be something that we get head over heels about and we get excited about and we really want to dive into. And that's great. But I think that you should take your time to read, listen, learn, and educate yourself because you don't want to hurt yourself or somebody else. And there's a lot of, it's very easily done between polyamory and kink. There's a lot of emotional and physical points involved. So you want to communicate and you don't want to do something that could potentially mess up somebody else's life. Like I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Proceed with caution. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you so much for sharing your fabulous journey and, and all the exciting just perspective. I think it's really important to get that and, and to see how you're handling everything. So yeah, thank you for taking your time and to be on the show. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Stay safe. Talk dirty. And we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure.